0: Yeah, so the story goes that apparently uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: there's that scene you know the second scene where they're doing the um, he's creating the third scene, I guess, face smash where the whole montage is going on. You got got
2: all the the people hanging out, they're writing stuff on the window.
0: Apparently Sorkin was like, they're drinking screwdrivers and Dave Fincher's like, what fucking college student is mixing drinks? Like, they're drinking beer. You know they're drinking beer. He wrote it in his blog that they're drinking beer. He they're not drinking mixed drinks, you dipshit, you fifty year old dipshit. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> yeah,
2: this isn't like a uh, a nineties writers room, asshole. Yeah, Get know. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: you've been in you were in those writers' rooms and hanging out with writers in the nineties for way yeah. too long. Like <laughs> even at Harvard, guess what they're doing? They're yeah. crushing cheap beer. Even yeah. at Harvard.
2: They're slamming down PBRs like it's going out of style.
0: And, and ripping and bongs. But oh, yeah. wait, you know what? That's what unifies us as a country. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the award-winning <laughs> podcast, the Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson.
2: I'm Patrick Remion, and yes, you could be studying uh, scuba diving at a the lowliest of state schools. You could be studying, uh, you know, demonic business necromancy yeah. at Columbia University. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're all just drinking our PBRs and slurping down our bodies. Yeah, it's come on. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, alcoholism is a universal. Yeah, it it, it brings it's a great
0: leveler. Alcoholism. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, so, Patrick, you don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. Perhaps mm. the greatest tagline of the last 20 years. Absolutely perfect and spot on. Of course, we were talking today about David Fincher's 2010 film, The Social Network. Mm. Um, I don't know how much of an introduction we even need to do. Yeah on this film, but basic plotline. On a fall night in 2003, Harvard undergrad and computer programming genius, Mark Zuckerberg sits down at his computer and heatedly begins working on a new idea. In a fury of blogging and programming, what begins in his dorm room as a small site among friends soon becomes a global social network and a revolution in communication. Mere six years and 500 million friends later, Mark Zuckerberg is the youngest billionaire in history. But for this entrepreneur, success leads to both personal and legal complications. Oh no! Indeed, it does. <laughs> wow, what uh, a way to put it. Um, social network is currently on. Um, I watched it on Stars. Uh, I rented it on That's Prime. Stars, it's streaming on Stars. I do have on the shelf behind me, of course. Gotta. So, this is this is man who is too lazy to go down a set of stairs, so I watch it on <laughs> Stars. <laughs> But it's oh, it's sitting back there on the shelf in the F's, yeah. under Fincher, director <laughs> section. Um, but it's, um, of course I own it. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, this movie's, I guess we just say it, this is a modern classic.
2: It's a banger. It's like it, uh, I remember when it came out, like I think I watched it like three or four times in theaters which is something I never really did mm-hmm. uh, growing up and I I would consider it one of like my favorite films for a long time. Like it's just such a, um, it's just, I don't know. It just, everything clicks with this movie in a way that a lot of other movies don't. It, yeah. And I saw it. Um, one time
1: mm-hmm. in
0: its initial theatrical run and was blown away. Oh yeah. Just like everybody else was. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of, it really, you know, has that power and, you know, it's, David Fincher is coming off of um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, of course. And he moved into Social Network pretty fast. And kind of the basic thought process was to do something um, not as big, not as intensive, a little more grounded than Benjamin Button. It's big $200 million budget and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, Social Network only had a $40 million budget. Really? Yeah, a, so, you know, that
2: makes a lot of sense because it's not like at the time any of the people in it were like huge celebrities. It
0: doesn't have giant stars, it's very talky, um, you know, but extremely of the moment, too. And so it ca- does have this quality of capturing um, something that not only young people would like, but young people would be very attracted to something that they would feel and know and kind of see and feel familiar with, even though it's kind of at a heightened level. Mm. Because, of course, it is about Mark Zuckerberg, who is the most, I guess,
1: He's the, su- like,
0: success, success is a malleable word, <laughs> but arguably the most successful person of our generation.
2: Yeah, he's like the er-millennial.
0: I, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah.
0: you know, he's worth, like, a zillion dollars. He created this yeah. thing that ch- did change society.
2: Oh, hugely. Um, well, and, like, can I uh, say something? I want to say, too, that, like, um, I'll be honest. I think part of why I liked this movie initially when it came out was that on paper, I remember, like, hearing about this movie and being like, this is, like... A weird thing to make a movie about. Yes, me In too. A, and I yeah. was like,
0: why? Why isn't Dave basically? Why isn't david Fincher making a movie about a serial killer?
2: Like, yeah. Why isn't he making Panic Room 2, Panic yeah. Rooms. You know, I want to like, yeah. Panic Rumor.
0: <laughs> panic, panic
2: Rumor. <laughs> uh man, but like, uh, and I remember like that trailer too. The um, oh,
0: with the Radiohead song, the yeah. creep yeah, and yeah, when that when that dropped, you're like, okay, maybe this yeah, is going be, be this 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 looks this looks pretty special yeah it, it just it was weird because like i um was not I was not a facebook user when Ooh. this movie came out i never touched it oh. um i was a big
2: facebook head. it was
0: only a couple years later when i um i know for online dating that a female friend of mine was like you need some level of social media footprint or they're going to think you're the weirdest <laughs> fucking guy <laughs> like, no. and i was like no in retrospect i was like she's right yes yeah. absolutely right
2: it is it, like man uh, do you know like jason manzoukas does not have like instagram facebook or anything yeah. like that and it's like it's a it's a bummer like he he's like the probably the last celebrity that can get away with that well especially in the world of comedy too oh yeah
0: even more so because when you're a comedy person you got to kind of be kind of on non-stop i like if you're david fincher you don't need oh no to be a member of any of these things no. if you're christopher nolan you don't need to be a member of, any of these things yeah <laughs> no one's
1: <laughs>
2: following christopher nolan on instagram and, like
0: yeah christopher nolan be like what why am i doing this but and i bet he has a secret one for his kids but anyway that's beside yeah. the point. Most of these guys do. I, I oh, know yeah. Quentin, I, Quentin Tarantino's definitely on Letterboxed, definitely Ooh. somewhere <laughs> there. We just don't know where he is. <laughs> Jim Sheldon, never. Well, Ooh. Ooh. think about it. But anyway, um,
2: Jim Sheldon.
0: But yeah, it was just, and this was a movie like everybody saw. Yeah, everybody loved, and then everybody has continued to love. Yeah, and it's it hasn't like drifted from the social consciousness of cinema. Like I've got friends who are not the biggest cinephiles in the world, and this is a yearly watch of them. Still, like yeah, this, well, um,
2: this one about, stands tall. Oh, for sure, and we've talked about on the last episode a little bit, but the fact that like the the this film looms large over modern cinema. Like I think without, so
0: too. I yeah. Think, techniques cinema techniques I think is what you're getting at when you say that more mm-hmm. so, and style. Oh yeah um
2: aesthetic yeah
0: the aesthetics of it I think um, and we'll get into kind of the individual people mm-hmm. that kind of built this aesthetic for this movie that but we should absolutely start the story here today of course. and I realized that we've talked about this man nonstop over the years mm. on this podcast. This is actually <laughs> the first credited movie we've covered by Aaron Sorkin.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah this is our first Aaron <laughs> Sorkin joint? Yeah, despite the fact we
0: talk about him all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Old,
2: like, old Mr. We, uh, Studio 60?
0: We are really, like, pilled by this man. And yeah. I think a lot of people are. He's mm. got... Um, yeah, there's something about him. I think it's that – so I, I don't – I disagree. You know they had that West Wing thing podcast that Dave Anthony and Josh Olsen hosted where they ripped Sorkin apart for years.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, episode
0: they, by was, episode. It was blood sport to them, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do not believe he's a bad writer. No. At all. In fact, yeah. I think he's quite good. I yeah, think but, yeah. he's got um tendencies – that I might disagree with or not enjoy as much. I don't think he's as strong of a director as he is a writer. Um, Big
2: time. Yeah. That um Chicago seven movie, yeah. which it's kind of movie that should have been like
0: an easy home
2: run. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, part of it too was like casting a little bit.
0: If Spielberg had directed it as originally planned, it would have, like, Drekking's hard, man. And we'll, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll talk about why David Fincher is so fucking good at it. That's what you want. Drekking's really hard. But what Sorkin does quite freaking well, and I know him and Tarantino have like a full-on mutual appreciation society. Mm-hmm. Dialogue and structure. Sorkin's a home run hitter. I mean, Sorkin wrote the line, You, I want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, it's not like the great lines.
2: When he's tempered, he's like incredible. There are
0: five to ten lines in this movie that will stick with you the rest of your life. Oh. Like, if you had invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Like, (laughs) you know, that one you talk about, do I have your attention? You know, and like all of those, like, man, the you know, it's cool, a billion dollars. Like, all of those lines are so good. And so, like, and you could just tell, like, Sorkin is just cooking. And one thing you really have to give credit to this movie, to Sorkin and Fincher, because they're both a little, can be a little long-winded sometimes. This movie's 120 minutes, and it's one of the tightest 120, fastest tightest 120 minutes you'll ever have in a movie. Like, it's extraordinary. So, obviously, you know, when this movie started being developed, Facebook, at that point, kids kids yeah. facebook was cool at one oh, point and it was cool. the it, it was the only thing people did <laughs> it's like for a while there it was the only oh, thing people did um like to the point that was why i didn't join because it was so obnoxious how
2: it was how cool it was how cool invest- quote, and
0: how invested everyone was in it um, oh yeah and so for a fella like aaron sorkin who is both obsessed with being a Luddite (laughs) and obsessed with power and success,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: he he begins sniffing around. Oh, yeah. And um, so there was a book that came out entitled The Accidental Billionaires, of which this movie is not based, uh, by a guy named Ben Mesrich. That guy's
2: fascinating, by the way. He writes a lot of these like um,
0: like kids doing well, kids working the system, tech kind of books.
2: Well, Uh, he also like he's like a uh, he is an author who has found a niche of determining what the zeitgeist is at the moment, finding the story and then writing a kind of factual kind of not factual biography as quickly as possible so he can flip that into a screenplay it he, and <laughs> has been
0: incredibly
2: successful, successful. Yeah, Inca- he just wrote he, a his, the dumb money was based on his one of his books yes
0: <laughs> it, you know he's kind of the low-rent michael lewis oh if you he- how about that <laughs>
2: exactly a hundred percent he is totally like the uh, he's the dean Koontz to michael lewis's stephen king
0: oh even better good job <laughs> thumbs up on that bad comparison sorry um, dean you're great and the book though that i think even more so than accidental billionaires the one that sticks out is his first book bringing down the house the um mit students Who go to vegas to play to scam blackjack which oh, was yeah. turned in the movie Twenty One.
2: Oh, I thought um, it was turned into the movie Bringing Down the House. Oh, you straight <laughs> turpin boo. It was Twenty One. <laughs> Eugene Levy is a twenty-one-year-old college. Where's that movie? I want that. We need that. Always funny. Always funny. But um, so yeah, he writes like
0: he find you know aren't the kids clever? It's like airport reads for millennials. Exactly. In a sense. And so Aaron Sorkin. This the it is based on this book. But I don't think I'm trying to remember. Well, we'll find out. I don't remember the top of my head, but did Sorkin um win the Oscar for Adapted or um He won for Adapted. So they yeah. did basically, it was a consider of that. But basically though Sorkin read an unfinished draft and was like, and I was reading it and somewhere around page three, I said, yes, it was the fastest thing I ever said yes to. Anyway, they wanted me to start right away. And he dove in on research and getting into it. Um, But um, he said, but by the time he saw the finished book by Ben Meserich, He was probably 80% done with his own screenplay. So (laughs) it's a jumping off point more Mm -hmm. so than anything else. But Sorkin was pumped. And if you know Sorkin, he like, if you ever wrote, if you ever asked him to write a script about a lower class woman, lower class by class, like class within society, um, That'll be the hardest thing in the world for him. This is a guy who writes about titans of industry. He writes about the big yeah. boys, you know, and it like yeah. dudes who can talk their way out of jams and big successes, big moments. And he has said so himself. He is uninterested, really, yeah, in anything
2: else. He's like kind of, and I could be wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna shop this around and tell me what you think. He's like a, a liberal David Mamet. <sighs>
1: What do you, a little what do you bit? say to that? A I'd little say bit. a little bit, yeah. yeah. I
0: think what's interesting about him, and so I watched Darren Sorkin's Masterclass, like a lot of yeah. people have, because it is...
2: He's good.
1: You
0: know, I didn't watch it to make to have spoofs and goofs like some other people did. I watched it because <laughs> I was genuinely interested in what the man had to say, and yeah. he is. But one thing that I found really, really interesting is his consistent... So he went to Syracuse, which by no means is a bad school. Yeah, great school, By University nine, of
2: Syracuse. Yeah, banger.
0: He's obsessed with the fact he didn't go Ivy. Oh no, that he couldn't get in. And as someone who spent oh good five to ten years themselves of being a little in retrospect bummed that I didn't yeah, like, try, didn't try for that. Uh, yeah, myself. What would have happened? Yeah, what about, I'm a genius? I I can prove <laughs> I'm a, the genius I think I am. <laughs> Which is Baron Sorkin, too. I, yeah. I I never felt like more of a kinship with somebody than when he was just kind of quietly whining in his masterclass about having not gone <laughs> to an elite school and how he hates all the Harvard people in the writers' rooms and wants to mm-hmm. beat them and stuff. And I'm like, I feel you there, bro. But oh, yeah. I texted you about this earlier. That's his entryway Ooh. to Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. It's not so much the late. It's Mark Zuckerberg... Not getting dates. It's Mark Zuckerberg not being invited to the cool clubs by the cool rich kids who bought their way in over the smart kid, Aaron Sorkin, who didn't get in because he didn't come from the right background. Right. You know, and that kind of thing. That's his that's
2: his route into this. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's uh, he uh, views the the Winklevi perhaps as the true villain of the film. And what he said was,
0: what attracted me to the film project had nothing to do with Facebook. The invention itself is as modern as it gets, but the story is as old as storytelling. The themes of friendship, loyalty, jealousy, class, and power. He's correct. That's what makes this movie lasting. It would be dated and of the moment and just kind of um, a docudrama if he didn't pick up on the universal themes of drama that exist within this. <laughs> I don't think some of the other people who have done these um rip from the headlines projects have um recognized that as much.
2: Yeah, like you need that like sense of pathos to like live yeah, that like yeah, the, these great overarching themes like which movies like Flamin' Hot, for example, perhaps do not de- <laughs> or <laughs> don't
0: or the affirmation or don't want to. money. Yeah. Or or twenty one. Oh, God, you know which you yeah. didn't even remember like and among many many others that have either kind of just before or just after the social network come in its wake i mean you know we talked about last week i mean movies like the blackberry movies like the founder like mm-hmm. there are many many others that are that we can come up with as the this episode goes on that kind of follows suit about the create oh air
1: yeah big um one. Yeah. as well
0: um that about the creation and what air didn't recognize was air didn't actually critique Nike despite yeah. Nike being kind of an enemy.
2: Yeah. Nike had uh, decided to have a lot of reasons to critique them. <laughs> there are. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: I think it kind of, cause they, I think they kind of, yeah, I think like, it, and, and that's the other thing that I think, sets this movie apart and makes it special is that you have two guys who in charge of the creative end of things who are not buying in they want to kind of poke the bear a bit they yeah. want to like look to see why this isn't all coming up roses despite the fact you know outside of the lawsuits i mean the newspapers and the magazines and websites oh. at the time this guy was Steve Everyone Jobs. loved him. This guy's the, the second coming of Steve Jobs.
2: Yeah, well, and then at the same time too, like he had that campaign where he was trying to, like you know, he knew this movie was coming out, and he and like him
0: softened his like oh, look and style, yeah, and
2: like he donated oh, wait, what was I'm it a 100... i I'm, I'm a human. Remember? Yeah. Look at me. I'm with Chris Christie and Cory Booker, and I'm uh, <laughs> donating a hundred million dollars to the New York public schools. i <laughs> think yeah. that turned out to be a total. uh all that money just kind of dissipated and went to consultants. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so... Um, basically, what happened next is that this mm-hmm. script... This is a good script. Yeah. You we know, talked about script. Um, yeah. And we said Fincher wanted to do something smaller. He joins... They, they all decide he is the right guy mm-hmm. for this. And I think the reason I... And I don't have any good evidences. Is this that far off from Fight Club, in terms of a bunch of young men getting together to disrupt?
2: That is fascinating. Maybe I feel like yeah, there are some. Well, and you get to eat. I mean, shoot! You look at that part where uh, they do like the coat off or whatever. That's so Fight Clubian. That's a Fight Clubian moment. Yeah,
0: and kind of. And I think like. Even Zuckerberg, he's charismatic but sociopathic yeah. to an extent, like Tyler Durden. <laughs> and, you know, it's like – it, but it's just – I think it is like they they saw he could be the one to re- – and he's so modern in his mm-hmm. style. You want this movie to have that digital look. You want this movie – You like you don't ask Quentin Tarantino to make this movie. 'Cause he's gonna mm-hmm. want thirty five millimeter cameras and shoot it like an old school movie. You want somebody who's shooting and the who's on the cutting edge.
2: Yeah. And, and like it's like yeah.
0: You want someone who recognizes who these kids are because mm-hmm. they as David Fincher who in twenty ten is approaching forty years old. He's born in sixty three. Yeah. So, no, he was he 40? Yeah, he's already, for, he's over 40. Um, but regardless, mm-hmm. yeah, he's over 40. But uh, if we cut back to the days of Alien 3, in which he was an ensuit, and the video, music video days, when he's an insouciant uprised, like punk rock, know-it-all kid, a brat, yeah. who shows up and tells all of these guys who've been in the movie industry forever that they're wrong. You don't think he understands Mark Zuckerberg?
2: Oh yeah, D- like? I you know you definitely can imagine a scenario where David Fincher at least you know ruminated on the idea of co- going to one of those meetings wearing you know just the the bed the the pajamas the, you know, pajamas yeah. exactly the pajamas or getting a uh, a body uh, a body um why am I forgetting every word ever. <laughs> that's uh, like you know uh, the, i'm ceo bitch the uh business card business card there we
1: go
2: Gosh.
0: yeah and no one who has made fight club and gotten away with it doesn't wow. understand this yeah like he and this ultimate insider outsider kind of persona cutting edge kind of guy i mean he mm-hmm. he was one of the first people of his generation to drop film cameras from his repertoire and embrace digital completely
2: Oh, and and embrace like CGI in a way that no one else before him embraced it. Like he did not just using it for like crazy, like explosions and this and that, but like for like, you know, minor things and for more control.
0: Yeah. For more control. And up to this day, I think he still is absolutely on the cutting edge on a higher level than most people Mm. are on that kind of deal. So, you can you could tell his attraction so the next step is casting and they want um you know you gotta cast young people all young people there's very few older actors in this movie Mm. and you gotta think about your casting them as pretty well known current figures you know this is not that historical so casting began in mid two thousand nine and quickly announced the three leads: um, Jesse Eisenberg, Justin Timberlake, and Andrew Garfield. Interestingly enough, Jonah Hill was considered for the Justin Timberlake role, but David Fincher passed on him. And I just gave a little point to the screen, like wise move, Dave. <laughs>
2: yeah, good. Yeah, like I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm here. There's a part of me that's a little curious of what that would have been like, but. I think Justin's kind of like he looks like him too a little bit the way that Sean Parker doesn't or uh, um, Jonah Hill
0: doesn't. Jesse hasn't very said. Even though I've gotten to be in some wonderful movies, this character seems so much more overtly insensitive in so many ways that seem more real to me in the best way. I don't often get cast as insensitive people, so it feels very comfortable, fresh, and exciting. As if you never have to worry about the audience. Not that I worry about the audience anyway. should be the first thing from your mind. The social network is the biggest relief I've ever had in a movie.
1: <laughs> oh my was,
0: God. Quote, I'm getting cast. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, of course, plays Mark Zuckerberg. Justin Timberlake plays the role of Sean Parker, and Andrew Garfield plays the role of Eduardo Saverin. Additionally, later on in the cast, folks, Brenda Song, Rudy Mara, Army Hammer, Josh Pence, Mance Miguela, and Dakota Johnson were all uh, cast, and Rashida Jones were all cast later on. But at the time, most of those people I just rattled off the names of were not superstars in the way that a handful of them in some ways or some ways infamously are today um ventures so they say we, eight, 90% of directing is casting um if you've ever watched Kid Uncut, they interview Quentin Tarantino's. Actually, I would say he's about 85. It's like, where the fuck are you getting those numbers, Quentin?
1: Anyway. Get
2: out of here. Get out of here.
0: But regardless, it's (laughs) huge. It's a huge part. And the vision he had in this group is startling. Because some of these people I'm a big fan of. Some of these people I am not the biggest fan of in the world mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're not good. Just they just don't not your float, float flavor as much. Outside of maybe because we'll talk about that in a co- Rooney Mara in a couple weeks. Um, Rooney Mara and um Dakota Johnson. I would argue that this is the finest hour for every other member of this cast.
2: <laughs> um, yes, it is kind of like a peak. It's. You know, 100% for Timberlake, a 100% for, and I say this as someone who loves a lot of 90% of his work, 100% for Eisenberg. He hasn't been able to find well, another role at this level.
0: You know, we're going to talk about this in a few months when we move into our next kind of format and our next kind of style. But the idea of the, um, obituary movie, what's going to be when you're talking about an actor and they unfortunately pass away, hopefully many, many, many years from now. Yeah. Um. What is it going to say so-and-so of quotes (laughs) this movie in the New York Times byline, like byline of, or headline of their obituary? I think without any question, I mean, who knows? He's a young man. He's about my age. Yeah. This is going to be the one they talk about with Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, for sure. This is his defining. This is his peak role. Some people get to play a bunch of them. Like, Al Pacino, it's going to be probably the Godfather, but at the same time,
2: I... Yeah, I mean, for all we know, of of what yeah. the son of a woman... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah who knows,
0: yeah. Any, Dick Tracy, nah. Bobby Deerfield,
2: nah. Um, <laughs> Bobby D, don't, Bobby don't discount D. Bobby, D. Bobby D. But, you know, and, and there's nothing,
0: nothing wrong with that for Jesse, because no. this is... Um, a massive, brilliant performance It's
2: layered layered
0: like i just tell patrick i've seen this movie many times we've both seen this movie many times i really this was the first time i felt sorry for him when i was sad. watching the movie yeah i when felt you, kind I, of sad. i felt sad for him
2: yeah it, it is the stuff that like the um the more childish when you see like the malign influence of sean parker on uh, Mark really uh pits home in a way that bums me out in a way that it didn't when I was in my uh early 20s watching this for sure. And is there a moment more
0: satisfying than when Eduardo fake throws up his fist and Sean like crumples? It's so yeah. satisfying, it's and it's just like it's such a hero moment for poor Eduardo who doesn't get many of them,
1: yeah. The movie. He's, and, he goes through the
0: ringer, Sean is right. It's like this guy's a dork who doesn't get it who dresses like a fool yeah um he's right like he doesn't get that the advertising yes they need to make money but the advertising thing
2: will and look at facebook today yeah it's terrible because it's, it's like, oh it's so bad it's so for bad a variety it, of reasons yeah but one but, of them is the
0: constant ad for like whatever you just looked at on amazon
2: yep uh, just whatever like yeah dumb like thing or like the now whenever I go on Facebook it it gives me like a uh just like things I don't want to see in my feed I hate Mm -hmm. it yeah it's but like um I think yeah I think like that that's like one of the great tragedies of I would love to see a social network too it's one of the few times where I'd be interested because like he's I feel like it's he's changed so much from the character in this movie the things like the the sacrifices that facebook has made for more money
0: yes yeah in terms of yeah it, it, the desperation of it Ooh, so um the, oh my god i'd say looking at a picture of them at the new york film festival on here and they look so young the cast <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they look like 14 years old now dude
2: Yeah. Oh god, they look like babies. It's it is crazy. Like I was watching. I was texting Doug. Like you know, Army Hammer looks like really freaking young. Uh, They all look like they're nineteen. Yeah, and which they should. That's good casting. That's (laughs) Rooney Mara too. Like it's unreal.
0: So, principal photography began in October of two thousand nine, around Cambridge, Massachusetts, and they um, shot all over kind of that that area of boston not allowed to shoot on location on harvard um harvard has turned down most requests ever since the filming of love story in 1970 which caused a little physical damage to the place and they've been wary because it's harvard um Mm. so the then there are elements of the film that were shot in the Los Angeles Pasadena area, which doubled for um, Silicon Valley. They did not shoot actually in Silicon Valley, and they shot the rowing stuff, the big rowing scene, actually in England.
1: Oh, um, okay, interesting. Kind of,
0: uh, and we will talk. We will discuss the the regatta momentary oh, and
1: in a oh, bit
2: <laughs> yeah okay, yeah we're, we're gonna have to talk about Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross too because
0: yes we will absolutely oh, yeah. yes um so but what is so striking about this film in many many strange things. so we basically give you the rundown it's the story of the rise and difficulties of the rise of um now zillionaire billionaire one of the most powerful people in the world Mark Zuckerberg um and this was only in 2003 that this began, only yeah. about 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, this movie opens. Hear that white stripes guitar riff come in, ball and biscuit, with Mark Zuckerberg at a bar, sitting across from Erica Albright, played by Rooney Mara. They, he is um. Marked marked immediately by <laughs> having no. Real understanding of social cues and being quietly or not so quietly, deeply arrogant about what he does have skill, his intelligence, his and he's utterly insecure and obsessed with status.
2: Yeah, it is. uh, It's just. In the level of insecurity this character, I didn't clock it as much when I watched this initially, but this in this movie, you realize, oh, man, this guy just wants to like be part of every... Cl- he wants to belong so he badly. He wants to
0: belong, yes. He wants to be a part, yeah. despite the fact that he also is firmly aware that he is special, mm-hmm. which makes him arrogant. And yeah. that sweaty, but also that arrogant makes you really off-putting.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, and i guess pardon. the big
0: the big question is what date are they on cuz erica seems like a smart young woman um
1: maybe 2 or I, 3 maybe much, less how much has she decided to actually <laughs> hang out
0: with this guy this guy's not yeah he's not presented as being particularly pleasant or a good hang to begin yeah, with but- he's interesting because he is so intelligent yeah and so I mean, yes. Interesting. Is he, like, attractive and fun? No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm not.
2: I'm not, like, yeah, but, like, yeah. To this guy
0: sitting in this chair.
2: Yeah, no, but, like, uh, even if, like, he's, like, has physical attraction or whatever, like, he's just so, like, off-putting. Like, he does not seem like someone who is, you know... You wouldn't want to hang out with him. It's just, yeah, it's like, just, like she describes it in the movie, like the way that every dis- every conversation with him is like a fucking nightmare.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's like it's like what does she say? It's not because you're not in this club. It's because you're an asshole.
1: Like, yes,
2: you. exactly. Uh, it's such a great, and he does, such-
0: and that's his like fail. That's what he doesn't learn from this moment. He thinks. It's he doesn't listen, mm-hmm. he doesn't lighten up, he goes harder, yeah, and he still can't get what he wants by the end of it. His rosebud, we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Venture shot 100 takes on this sequence, this opening conversation. He battered them, wow. And what I was hearing about him was basically, he's like, an actor, if they're good is sitting in their bathtub the night before, going over their lines, yeah. making their plan, thinking about how they're going to win their Oscar.
2: You're like Leo and in Once works, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs>
0: He's like, by take 15, I have beaten that out of them. And then we'll see what happens. And that's where the good stuff starts coming. And <laughs> I like it. I do, actually. I think that I think there's some logic to that, frankly. Because you don't want to settle. You want to get as many opportunities as possible. And the other thing he said, he's like, we've all worked our asses off. And we have the money, and we have the time. So why the fuck do we only want to do two of them and then walk away?
2: Yeah. Like, I think it's like, it it is like, I don't know, like, there is, like, I feel like it's a good way of stripping artifice for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think there's a... You know, I was just reading, apparently, they got to take 13 on that train scene in Oppenheimer with David Krumholtz and Killian <laughs> Murphy. And Krumholtz was like, I'm getting fired. Like, he saw the look on Nolan's face, and Nolan was like, we got... It. we're why why is this taking so long? <laughs> like, oh you know, no. Like no one's like the exact opposite. He's like,
1: mm. <laughs> like you know, like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah,
0: yeah, I thought he was Crummels was wonderful in the movie. I'm He's glad like, he didn't yeah. get fired. He was wonderful in the film. But um so this scene has got this like, you know, and a big influence here too is um his girl Friday and the Howard Hawks Rat a Tat. Uh, dialogue yeah. delivery, or like the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. like um, Preston
2: Sturges style stuff, almost, yeah,
0: speed, speed, and, ri- speed and, and rhythm, forth. yeah, yeah. And you can already feel how simpatico, uh, Ginger is with Sorkin and their script, and you could feel how simpatico they are with Jesse Eisenberg as well, like being able to deliver all of this, yes. And, um, one interesting thing too is like a lot of the reason why Rooney Mara was like, she was the least, one of the least known people for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that they brought in. Mm -hmm. But Fincher knew her from this and knew what she can kind of handle and she knew, he knew her work ethic and he knew her style and he knew she could handle his style. So he was very interested in that more so than like someone he hadn't worked with before who might not be like, he's, you know, he talks about, he's like, you having a bad hair day? Tough shit. You have a hangover, <laughs> not my problem. We're making a movie, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. And he wants people who fall. And fuck yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like I agree too. Exactly. <laughs> well, know? and like
2: and, and like credit to like Fincher. Like it, it. We already said this in the beginning, but like this is genuinely one of the most well cast features. Down to even like all the the different lawyers. I think John Getz from John Blood Getz Simple is, of, is. Yeah, he's so good in this. He's like so all of... and the older guy. Like, do I have your attention? It's like hey,
0: you're minimal. Dude. No, this is the um. The Winkle Voss's lawyer,
2: ah, um, yeah. The Winkle lawyer is incredible the too. The Winkle lawyer, yeah, <laughs> and
0: um, so he gets dumped, mm-hmm. and he begins to go across campus. And Fincher does, I think. So we know we've talked about how amazing and bombastic his like title sequences tend to be. Yes, and credit sequences. He goes incredibly calm and simple here of zuckerberg just crossing quietly the harvard campus at night and then the um the the initial music cue which we'll talk about here i need the i'm looking up right now sorry uh hand covers bruise
2: that's like the is the, do, the, do, is do. the
0: piano oh. the piano theme that comes in and somehow and i know fincher has mentioned it like they sent him a bunch of stuff and they heard that and they're like well that's his theme like that's Zuckerberg's theme this m- most melancholy yet foreboding theme comes in and this is of what? course by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross this is their first score that they had done for a picture but they've done a lot of instrumental tracks with Nine Inch Nails and kind of and long associates based on the music video world with David Venture. They've been yeah. circling each other for you could Sympathical S- souls. Ninish Nails wasn't a gigantic group. You could feel Ninish Nails could have done the score for Fight Club in 99 oh, if sure. they weren't up to whatever they were up to. But at this point, Trent Reznor has like settled down. You know, he's like a 50-year-old married man, like with kids and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, and what they didn't realize is that this would transition him and Atticus Ross as a team to becoming the most in-demand film composers in all of Hollywood basically and even if you're not doing even if you're not getting them you're getting something like them that's kind Mm -hmm. of the feeling of serious movies now I think it's a little bit bigger but I think like what Ludwig Goranson is doing with um, Nolan kind of gets it touches on some of it too but Hmm. um and they've done everything from um and i've listened to a lot of them even if i never even saw the movie but they've done everything from ken burns vietnam war documentary really good one actually too they did the watchmen series for damon lindelof they did that that score they did jonah hill's (laughs) mid-90s um They've done done Pete Berg's Patriot's Day. Uh, They did Pixar's Soul that they won another Academy Award for. Um, And I guess apparently in podcast with Rick Rubin, Reznor said his focus is completely on composing for films and he has no current plans to do any more Nine Inch Nails work. Which is That's, amazing.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, good for me. Like, yeah, because I'd say like, it's like pretty much like him and Hans Zimmer are the two most influential. C- currently as it stands, it's like,
1: th- yeah,
0: the, within a year, of each other, the Inception sound and the social network sound have kind of infiltrated everything in the way yeah. film scores are you're not getting a lot of unfortunately cuz I mean I love a good like Jerry Goldsmith score or something oh, like yeah. that oh yeah but they do something don't...
2: orchestral and bombastic I love that too yeah yeah
0: they just don't do as much but um Resner and Ross have uh truly found a kinship with David Fincher and they have worked on every Fincher film since
2: yeah up to up, up to up the to killer
0: and including the killer yeah And, um, the, um, this score is so indelible. I have heard it when I get a film from a friend that is incomplete and they need test, like, um, when you have to put in, you don't have your score yet, so you put in, uh, like, a a temp track. Right. I've heard this hand covers bruise in, like, five films. That people put in there because it is that indelible and gives you such a feeling. And the most amazing thing that they do, though, is after all this melancholy, he enters his dorm room, and then the entire movie, boom, 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 like techno score starts. Yeah, in and it just this is where everything shines. We're not going to go beat by beat through the movie, but we're going to talk about a few moments because we have to talk about this. This is when they. Zuckerberg gets a little drunk, he starts blogging, and he creates this yeah. thing called Face Smash, which is a very um immature oh, yeah, yeah. thing. Zuckerberg also, himself this... would state that today at age forty or whatever, however old he is. Yeah. Um, well, and I think
2: the movie knows that too, and they do a really good job of like juxtaposing Zuckerberg's uh face smash shenanigans with the uh with his shenanigans.
0: His, but with also with his brilliance too of how to put it together and how he's putting it together but you're right with the shenanigans of the porcelain and the the yeah. the, the clubs the phoenix it's,
2: yeah like they're not like above it all like they're just as skeezy and slimy as Zuckerberg you, in this moment tell you what mark if i had been there on campus
0: if i had gone to harvard i probably would have been there at yeah the same probably. time we probably would have been there at the same time we <laughs> friggle same age i would have patted you on the shoulder and said man those clubs are lame let's go do something else yeah <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what? what the
0: what they're just a like more expensive fraternity
1: ew, Like, get fuck out of here them.
0: ew yeah ew. I, ew. but yes so we get this sequence and f- music editing performance composition writing
2: mutter bene.
0: Oh, so <laughs> he's creating this thing basically he's stealing photos of women who go to harvard and you get a chance to rank them by hotness again yeah. very, very immature very yeah, rude dude but and but we're seeing all of these like hip the rich kids clubs bringing in buses of young women
2: yeah.
1: it's Scandalous, and, it's yeah,
0: it's skeezy. I, bu- I buy it all, I'm sure it's true.
1: 100, percent yeah, 100%, um, yeah.
0: having these like dark and dank parties with the rich and the way they introduce them. And you're like, oh my god, these guys like work in Trump's administration, like
2: they're you know, oh, like yeah, these are all like they are, yeah. And well, <laughs> and just these, this is where like the those piss greens really pop The like that, just like that, 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 those classic David Fincher, you Hugh, sickly hues.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, and um, it's and it just it just moves Brilliant. and moves and moves, and we get introduced to all of the roommates, and it's so like ironic because they're like ripping bongs and drinking beers. Yeah. every single one of them is a multi-billionaire in our world yeah. today. every yeah. single one of these kids that are sitting around there,
2: and you think about
0: my college experience. Not a hell. I mean, I didn't live in the dorm, but I lived and I lived in a house, but. Not a hell of a lot different.
2: Yeah, no, I lived and, in like a, a dorm and it was pretty similar, you know.
0: And then um, Instruts, Eduardo Saverin, Mark's friend mm-hmm. and business major, very important, yeah. played by Andrew Garfield. Um, and if. Um, uh, if Eisenberg has decided. To perform like kind of the hard edge of things, Andrew Garfield is playing like soft as silly putty. Yeah, he's, he's Mr. Tick sp- Tick Boom. He's Mr. Tick Tick Boom. He's a, sp- <laughs> he's a Harvard guy, but I like how they keep having him say, "My dad's gonna be so disappointed in me." Like that's his character thing. <laughs> he has to succeed because
2: he yeah, and he has to
0: do it in a very like um normal, not rock the boat way because he doesn't want his dad to be disappointed in him. He's very, yeah. but he's also very smart, very yep. talented guy. The other thing we notice about him right away, he's a little more handsome. He's a little bit better dressed.
2: Comes from a little, a little more
0: money. A, but he's also kind of got it a little more figured out. The yeah. entire kind of um, thing. He's, he's, he's kind
2: of like the, uh, the Watson to, uh, you know, <laughs> Eisenberg's more yeah. socially maladjusted Sherlock Holmes.
0: Yeah. And so <laughs> he. He has an algorithm that he's developed for, I believe they said, weather systems, you know, and he made a bunch of oil, money on oil. Yeah. Um, and he provides that. And within hours, they're up and running. And then the, and we've been boom, 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 boom. The stories begin to converge up to the point that the face smash thing is revealed as being looked at at one of the parties mm-hmm. that we've been seeing. the foot, And the girl's like, that's me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mamma mia. U- ultimately, though, the traffic from this new website makes it so popular in Harvard that it crashes the entire Harvard computer network, which gets him noticed. But he's already very aware. that, Like, no, pub- no publicity is bad publicity.
2: Yeah.
0: And well, he's like, this will make him This will make him somewhat on campus.
2: Yeah, this will and this will make him cool to like a certain crowd he wants to look cool to.
0: And dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it's dudes because if you're around cool dudes, in theory, if you're dumb and young and immature, women will follow. Mm. (laughs) And and,
2: which Mm. isn't. No. It's
1: not
0: at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and he's given six months academic probation. We get our first trial scene. And um, this is another brilliant moment, which he says, you should be thanking me because I exposed holes in your system. <laughs> like, oh my God, you know. yeah. And he's right. He's actually yep. right. When he says he's an asshole about it, but he's right. Then we get the magic of kind of Sorkin's script, which is we begin bouncing back and forth to the future. And a bunch <laughs> of depositions and lawsuits. Two <laughs> major ones, actually, with one between Mark Zuckerberg versus Cameron and Tyler Winkelvoss and their business partner Divya uh Narenda, played by he's played by Max Mangala, who's very, very good in this movie and kind of an unsung very good because everyone else gets a little more showy stuff to do.
2: Yeah, he gets like one or two moments that are very fun.
0: And despite recent controversies, a brilliantly cast and brilliantly performed Army Hammer as both Cameron and Tyler Winkle.
2: It's the best. It's his peak as well. Like that is like the best. He's he's
0: very good in Call Me By Your Name, but he's this one. David Fincher understood. I need a good actor. A self-aware enough actor. But an actor who looks like this.
2: Yeah, and who is also like a literal scion of wealth comparable to the Winklevi.
0: Yes. Yeah. Who's
2: lived this life a little bit.
0: And the Winklevi are presented as everything Mark Zuckerberg is not yeah. popular, jocks, hunks, mm-hmm. rich, made. They are made men.
2: Yeah, born on third base. Like they born have, third like, base, yeah, they have the connections.
0: They behave as if they are royalty straight they, up they do well, they they're 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 gentlemen of harvard oh, and they don't realize that no one gives a shit yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so it's so the scene where they're explaining like harvard connection they're going to yeah. love it cuz not, nothing's more prestigious like get out of here what a they're, bad yeah, idea well,
0: because they're locked in and zuckerberg's idea is like yeah let's get it out there like you know, yeah you know, exclusivity yeah. is good at first but then you're gonna get billions going the other way they basically ask zuckerberg to help them with the thing called harvard connection he agrees and then he realizes i could do this way better on my own so he does it <laughs> on his own he does yeah. yeah he screws him yeah locks him out of it yeah yeah locks him out of it we also see that the other lawsuit is between him and eduardo we don't know why but it gives, oh, no. us, gives us very bad vibes
2: yeah it's like no that's not good he he was on the other side and, of this i thought
0: i mean there's so many amazing scenes in this movie you know we were talked about the scene where they go see bill gates and oh like yes. and that's it, really terrific and the scene where the winklevosses go to visit harvard president larry summers oh uh, you know big larry you know Secretary of the <laughs> Treasury, like, Larry you know, Summers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: played played by I think Douglas Urbanski. If yeah, I remember, Douglas Urbanski, so
0: who is really good, and he's Gary Oldman's producing partner, and he produced Mank.
2: Whoa, and, interesting. Yeah,
0: and one of the few Hollywood conservatives, he shows up
2: on Fox News all the time. <laughs> oh boy, he's a he's a PJ O'Rourke figure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a, a real so. Dennis Miller. <laughs> um, but basically, what happens
0: is like from the moment they get some seed money from eduardo the team that is the initial facebook team that is assembled are just these like pot smoking beer chugging roommates of zuckerberg's who are all smart because yeah. they are all harvard
1: it is um, funny i do
2: remember like uh, watching a uh, around when this movie came out i think like um uh, Dustin Moskovitz was uh, getting interviewed on the Daily Show and he remembered being like, Yeah, I wasn't like that at all. Like I was not like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did a lot of work and I was good at this. Like And it's it's also important to note. Yeah.
0: Um and this is a this is kind of a brief pause point, in our entire rundown of things. This movie has taken the broadest strokes yeah. of real life. Characters Certain legal things, certain businesses, certain relationships. But the way that it is shaped and designed is to fit the needs of David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin. They are Mm -hmm. not making a film. And that's why Sorkin was talking about. He's like, I don't care about Facebook. I care about, let's get into it again, friendship, loyalty, jealousy, class, and power. Yeah. Which might not make you the greatest journalist in the world but makes you a hell of a dramatist
1: and yeah <laughs> and
2: no offense a hella more interesting than a dry musty biography that followed everything every like you know uh non-fictional point religiously yeah, like I don't and, need to watch that
0: and obviously you can discuss the morality or the right or wrong mm-hmm. of playing fast and loose with facts and things in with characters who are very much living and still present and part of things yeah um i, I mean, wrote i wrote a script about theodore roosevelt once that has a whole bunch of shit that I'm just like let's just put it in there man like, you know, like
2: yeah because that's cool because it, it sounds
0: cool let's have yeah it. Like,
2: that's fine i think like i think it's better you know... for the movie and hey, if if you want the news, read a newspaper. Exactly.
0: Like, exactly. Yeah, like, you can go and find all this other shit out. If you want to be entertained, you want to be moved, you want to think about your situations in your life. Kind of mm-hmm. the grand Shakespearean drama shit. You, this you should come here. Come join yeah. us and join us. Join the movie heads here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, and obviously no one. Even the people who are portrayed well in this movie, everyone has said that none of this this is pretty – this plays pretty fast and loose with things. Yeah. Um, it explodes. It's at Harvard oh, yeah. and at Yale. It's at Columbia. And then the, and they're like, where do we go from here? This is just getting too big for us. Well, they're introduced to Napster co-founder Sean Parker as a way to get in in Silicon Valley and get things moving. And Sean Parker is played in a fast-talking, smooth-talking, freewheeling kind of way by pop superstar Justin Timberlake. Now, Justin Timberlake... You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't... As an actor, I don't know. I don't know. But... He's the... Or a callow swinging dick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty well cast. Callow swinging dick. That's a little more bark than bite. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like he yeah. yeah, and it and it is like a hundred percent like his crowning like he it's he's not gonna get another role like that. It just I don't was think the right so.
0: it was the right all of this. You know, movies a lot of movies, like trying to get them like I was just telling Patrick before we came on, I'm getting ready to do a short film. It's a short film. Twenty minutes long. Tops. It's so hard. There's so many pieces. There's so many things to like
1: uh.
0: work out. And we can only imagine what it'd be like to make Killers of the Flower Moon or something like that. Dear God. So, like the fact that anything it's our our tagline, every movie is a miracle. The fact that anything comes together is a miracle. The fact that somehow cosmically the movie gods came to David Fincher with this screenplay. And he was able to find all of these young people at this very certain time in their lives, their careers, their personalities, that they would fit like a glove across the board. And bring something special that me I've seen from them before, me have not even seen since. It's really something. And that kind of gets to this point of like so when we meet Sean, he's waking up in a Stanford dorm room. He has just slept with a co-ed. And this co-ed, when I first saw the movie, I was like, who is she? She pops. She's beautiful, yeah. and she's got charismatic, and, like, all of it. What's Dakota Johnson is posting Saturday Night Live like, like next week. She's huge.
2: It's know. crazy. It is crazy how many, like, I'm just, like, looking at the cast, and mm. there are so many young, like, like Caleb Landry Jones had like a big yeah. part in this movie. Like, all these, like, there are just so many. You um, see,
0: um, Joseph Mazzello from Jurassic Park, child actor, plays Dustin Moskowitz. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Um, but it's just kind of like that. You're like, even somebody like that who's just the girl Justin Timberlake has a one-nighter with and learns about Facebook from, she pops so much, and you're like, I need to you know who that is. And she's her entire career mm-hmm. is start yeah. here like every because i know I, I know i was not alone i was like who is that you know yeah and, you know you look her up after it's like oh and then you're like jesus she's melanie griffin don johnson's kid like that's crazy
2: that like, is also insane yeah oh, man
0: don johnson we gotta do him for one episode that guy oh,
2: oh yeah dj oh yeah we yeah. gotta do a dj up.
0: um and so they go out to dinner with sean parker and he wines and dines and wows them and he gets the line of the movie well two big major lines yeah million dollars isn't cool you know what is cool a billion dollars and drop the the just facebook and both those are like undeniable facts
1: yeah (laughs) he knew like he i
0: I would like a million dollars but you will not be even cooler probably a billion probably and you
2: know what facebook sounds better than the facebook he has got him there yeah
0: He's one hundred percent correct.
2: Yeah, that um, scene is so good. Just that so whole good. like sequence, and, yeah.
0: And they do play it so well of like Eduardo like not buying him at all, and Mark completely getting sucked into his like yeah. his entire thing because Mark wants to be like. I mean, there's this scene where they listen to um California Uber Ellis by Dead Kennedys, exactly. and yeah. never in a million years are any of these kids listening to Dead Kennedys,
2: but. If it's no. within the context of the movie, completely. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, in this world, yeah, they know what the dead Kennedys are and their significance without yeah, Mark, knowing Mark Zucker- the real significance. Mark Zuckerberg to this day has never heard of the dead Kennedys. Oh yeah, uh, if you uh, add t- 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 said holiday in Cambodia to him, he'd go, uh, "What prices for tickets, sir?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I,
0: I just bought Cambodia. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh jeez, I hope not. <laughs> Get out of
0: here, Mark. Coming soon to a theater near you. Face Social Network Part Three. Cambodia rules uh, <laughs>
2: um,
0: so bull-botic. basically what has been suggested is for Zuckerberg to relocate to Palo Alto where all the action is to meet cool dudes like Peter Thiel
2: <laughs> um, barf
0: barf. but Eduardo <laughs> decides to work and move to New York for business development and this is the beginning of kind of the string meanwhile So all this is going on, and then we cut to Holland for the Henley Royal Regatta and the Winklevoss twins competing in a boat race, in which David Fincher, and we talked a little bit about this in Daisy's accident sequence in -hmm. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, even when David Fincher is working at a calmer, more mature cinematic place, Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just can't help himself to throw in a little bit of flash and sizzle <laughs> into the mix, yeah. and this regatta scene is its own short film. Yeah, and it's, but it's also an interesting thing because it's a Nike commercial. Base it feels like a Nike commercial or uh, one of his commercials, like for a brand, but he's also kind of mocking the athletes of the brand, the Winkle Boss. Oh yeah, and so it's it's very very interesting, and um, it's set to um a very, uh this um
2: in the hall of the mountain king.
0: Yeah, it's a it's um Resner and Ross doing the you know, the traditional what is it in the hall of the mountain king by Edvard Grieg. Ooh, um, the Grieg. The Grieg, <laughs> a major classical piece, and it was used on Mad Men, the original one years after that um or not original but the original version the way it was supposed to be composed but they've done like a much more modern techno kind of insane version of it and it's yeah they have so,
2: recontextualized it it's so striking you're just like geez, fincher man like
0: you didn't even need to do that <laughs> it's that it good rolls. it's because so, the entire yeah. scene is to show them hobnobbing with like royalty but then learning that facebook has gone international while they were rowing their damn boats and they're were like we're fucked let's sue this mother let's sue this nerd
2: <laughs> like you yeah. well like it's like the saltiness that like you you get like this it's such a perfect compliment to the yeah, cuz you you need to have that like moment of them getting like you know barely hitting getting second barely making it yeah. and, and just yeah and just having like you know just having a salt rubbed in the wound like that oh, yeah man. and it's
0: like and you get to play with the fun dynamics of the fact, like if unless you are the Winklevoss twins or are like a colleague of theirs from all of their prep schools and like their family money, yeah, these are not relatable or like enjoyable people. But you're also where they did get screwed. Yeah, <laughs> they, you know, they were screwed over. So it's like, well, oh, they, they, sure. they, they,
2: they, they should sue him. <laughs> Yeah, was, they are justified. They're you know,
0: justified
1: they... in suing him <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh, like, man.
0: despite being kind of ding dongs, they yeah. yeah, totally justified. So that's where their lawsuit begins. And then simultaneously, that Eduardo shows up in Palo Alto, discovers Sean Parker is living at the new Facebook house. That's the <laughs> he's no He's he's a he's an owner. He's got like, yeah. He's got like. He's got stock. They brought in an angel investor. They've brought in an angel investor, and they're like, "Yeah, we're rolling. We're here, dude. Like, yeah, who are and like and Justin Timberlake cold shoulders him and gives him this look like, "Who are you? Like, what do you do? What are you bringing? You're out." He doesn't know he's out. He signs some papers, and then they immediately dilute the stock or just Eduardo's down to nothing as they're heading toward their millionth user, and we get this phenomenal confrontation scene where eduardo gets in mark's face justin timberlake is such a prick in this scene I hate his guts you're completely with andrew garfield and i love andrew garfield i'm not coming back for 30 percent. i'm coming back for everything oh, man and you're man. like
2: you want him you he, he got screwed like, yeah, totally you wish and, that like yeah he could
0: get that money meanwhile just like, security security
2: <laughs>
1: you're oh, just God, like... he's such an and annoying then he, and then
0: Garfield like throws like a fake punch at him and he like cowers and he's like I love standing next to you Sean makes me feel so tall and you're like you're proud of him because this is this nerd who's like getting at least a little bit like to embarrass the shit out of this asshole
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, if I were, like, if, I
0: don't know what I, I don't know what Sean Parker's like. I don't like, I don't like what he did to the music industry. He seems proud of it, but I don't like it. I think it was going just fine. CDs were yeah. a little expensive, but whatever. Like you know, it was like <laughs> he was like now, now we have everything on Spotify, and it's boring, and you're overwhelmed, and you don't get to know anything anymore. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, so Eduardo Sue's He's heartbroken. He doesn't want to, and he flat out says it. He's like, "You were my friend. Like I trust you because you're my buddy." And yeah, and Eisenberg plays it so well because it's like he's not going to give in. He doesn't really feel, but he does like he recognize Like, <sighs> I think I did hurt him. Yeah, I don't know it, how. Well, to it's...
2: And it's with also that, like I did hurt it... him. Oh, totally. Well, and it's also, I think, at that moment in the movie where it finally dawns on -hmm. Mark that, oh, maybe Sean Parker isn't a cool guy to emulate. Maybe this guy kind of sucks. And then
0: then the very next scene, Sean gets arrested doing coke off of, like, a 15-year-old's tummy. (laughs)
2: Like, yeah, whoops, whoopsie, do, whoops,
0: whoopsie doopsie. Whoopsie Yeah,
2: and yeah. he's also like, uh, I think uh, your uh, friend may be like bugging my phone. Uh, yeah, or like, uh, he, yeah, yeah. I
0: like, I like that. Um, it's like a throwaway line earlier in the movie, and it's one I hadn't really ever like thought about in my previous screenings of it. But like Eduardo says, it. he's like, yeah, he's known as being like, like a paranoid lunatic. Yeah, and he is the entire yeah. movie. He's presenting it. He's like, and then we're gonna get back at them because they're. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's see. That's the thing too. Is like the whole case, that whole like uh, through line. I never, it never hit on me, like I, I, I didn't really recognize it until this viewing. That whole like, oh yeah, like this whole movie. Like part of the reason why Sean Parker glommed on to, uh Zuckerberg. Number one is for the money, but number two to like get like a petty get back at the petty grievances for getting kicked out of his initial business or whatever. Yeah, it's incredible. so
0: when he's arrested, he attempts over the phone to blame eduardo in another paranoid gesture and that's when mark's like what have i done I right, later dude. like that's, <laughs> it's, it's, just stop well, the lucky
2: gives to his uh to his business cards
0: <laughs> yeah and the, yeah he's just jeez what have i done, yeah, have and I a, done? Bit, a bit of a what have i done but at the same time they get their million views here and he's a zillionaire and he's a hero yeah he's science and he's well yes Finish. ish fine ish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we just we discover that um he does what he needs to do.
1: Just mm-hmm.
0: pay off everyone. Yeah. Just do it, man. It's like yeah it's, it's a it's a drop in the drop in the lake, man.
2: Facebook's spreading
0: money. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. And so he pays <laughs> off Eduardo, he pays off the Winkle bosses, and so he's left alone in the deposition room looking at his computer, as usual. And we Rashida Jones has been kind of hanging out this entire movie as like a young junior associate. And she gets kind of the line to sum up the movie. You're not an asshole. You just try so hard to be.
2: Man, what a great line.
0: And the camera pans around, cue the Baby, You're a Rich Man by the Beatles, which was not a cheap purchase, but a worthwhile one. And cue that. Camera spins around, and we see... That this entire time all he's really been trying to do is get erica rooney mara to accept his friend request on facebook and he's waiting and refreshing and waiting his rosebud david fincher described this movie as citizen Kane's for the john hughes set like and not that far off this these the ambition for this movie I don't know if it was originally when they started to write it or put it together, but the ambition of this movie fast became a modern citizen kane, nothing more, nothing less. It's pr- it's not as audacious or dangerous as citizen kane was to its time.
2: Right, exactly.
0: It's very clean. It's filmed within a commercial system, happily within a commercial system, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> um no one No, the other studio heads did not threaten to buy every print of the social network in order to destroy it, like (laughs) Citizen Kane. You know, but what they're trying to do is Kane-like figure in a big, in a big sweeping movie about with the big sweeping themes that are included in Citizen Kane, with the style and structure, kind of Mm -hmm. playful structural playfulness that citizen Kane also has the way we jump between the invention of Facebook meeting people and the trials and depositions and the speed for which it's done. The se- the pulsating soundtrack. Yeah. This is high time. We mentioned editors, Angus wall and Kirk Baxter. This is one of the most, the
2: finest editing. Yeah. Think you could ever see in a film. Like- it's pretty incredible. Like it, it- it makes sense that those people, uh, I think they've won, like, consecutive we'll get, we'll get Academy to the awards, awards. But yes,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, sound sound editing and sound design by the god, Wren Absolutely I was talking to my brother. We were pr- praising the sound design and the killer. And I think I, well, we'll talk about it in a few weeks when we get to the killer. But I went to th- the screening. I went to Fincher was there but so was Ren Kleiss and the ovation Ren Kleiss got from the head the true heads in the crowd oh, yeah. was like, the I venture was like, freaks next next Kurt Baxter is going to come out next Eric Messerschmidt's going to come <laughs> out <I'm> like, ah. <laughs> the
1: boys all oh, the boys They're...
2: <laughs> Andrew Kevin
0: that's Andrew Kevin Walker's music
2: <laughs> oh my god it's Jeff Cronenworth yeah
0: <laughs> stone cold steve austin's <laughs> music comes off but and yes cinematography by Jeff cronenweth um i love eric Messerschmidt and his work on mank and the killer but i think i guess we can give an award maybe when we get to the end of the adventure series on our favorite cinematographer jeff cronenweth on this yeah. one and fight club and um Soon, gone girl. Um, it's it's smoking cr- hot stuff. Smoking yeah.
2: hot stuff, baby. Well, it's it's a movie that doesn't have any. Like it doesn't need to look this good, and it looks incredible. Like it's such a, it's uh, a yeah.
0: It's the usual thing,
2: with David Fincher movies.
0: The level of care, top to bottom, every single department. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I would, I don't understand. I honestly do not understand why. And I know life beats you down, maybe, and jobs are jobs. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why other productions don't work this hard. To be honest, yes, yeah. I mean I don't, like. Uh... like and, you know, maybe you just feel like you're making schlock or a Hallmark movie or something. But you imagine how good of a Hallmark movie you could make if you really went for it. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, like, oh, for
2: sure. Like if you had like the opportunity, yeah, like or like one of those geezer teasers or like, yeah, there's so many movies where or in like, you know, a lot of modern films, too, where you just feel like, man, everyone, you can tell people are phoning in and, and it's a shame. It's like a wasted opportunity to make <laughs> right. art.
0: And I get it, and and we're looking at it through rose-colored glasses on the
2: outside. Yeah, that's we're true.
0: Movie heads, and we don't have to work on a day-to-day and pay rent based on this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and yeah, so yes, the,
2: the... Well, no yeah, Hallmark Hallmarkville, I imagine, has a slightly tighter budget and time frame yeah. to be filmed in, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we're um we're talking about
0: um we're talking about. Forty million dollars being on the cheaper side for David Fincher, for everyone else. God, yeah, it's like that's a ton of money. Like <laughs> bazoonga, yeah, that's a lot of cash. <laughs> I give my most useless finger. For <laughs>
2: yeah, that. I would. Yeah, I would. Um,
0: I'd pull out a tooth. for that. <laughs> also, so we should also note um, this one: Lorraine Mayfield, casting director, who works on all of Fincher's projects. Huge part here brought all these people in like got the ball rolling there uh this one was produced by a murderer's row of fun folks scott rudin (laughs) executive producer kevin spacey oh no no. uh, kevin spacey's producing partner dana brunetti who i don't know it seems probably you know did fine. I think they came up under like Spacey as an assistant and ended up that. The only thing I remember is Yuccas. You know Yuccas on uh, Hillhurst. The oh nice, yeah. The yeah. taco stand that's really good. They mm-hmm. he's like a local favorite. He's got like <laughs> his pictures up at Yuccas, and every time I was there, I was like, ah, that's, the guy. that's the guy they decided is there. It's their, their barbershop shop on the wall. He comes here. Um, also, though, produced by Michael De who's a mega producer who um, currently is running Warner Brothers. Oh wow. productions but I mean I, I first heard of him he was the young hotshot guy who got put in charge of New Line and fostered Paul Thomas Anderson for Boogie Nights
1: and oh, Magnolia okay.
0: and is currently working with Paul Thomas Anderson at Warner Brothers on PTA's next movie which yeah. was recently did, announced. Did
2: he work with uh, Sam Raimi in any capacity? I feel like DeLuca Perhaps. And... he's yeah. been around. He's been gotcha, around gotcha, he's, gotcha. he's
0: done a lot of stuff and then uh, Sean Chafin yeah. David Fincher's wife also mm-hmm. produced this movie. The social network. The first theatrical poster, which was designed by a guy named Neil Kellerhouse, was released on June eighteenth, twenty ten. If you've seen the poster, it's that you don't get. It's like a Jesse Eisenberg's face in darkness, like a Finn Kubrickian <laughs> type thing. You don't make a million yeah. friends, a billion friends without a few enemies. Um, Kellerhouse had previously designed posters of films from Steven Soderbergh, who, of course, is a close friend and confidant of david fincher if you ever look at steven soderbergh's um everything i read saw watched list that he puts out every year it's very fun it's on his website um he keeps a diary of everything he does in all content and reveals what he did every
2: day (laughs) How very seven-esque of him
0: yeah it's cool (laughs) um he watched the killer five times last year and he does that for all of he did that with Mank too so he's yeah. he helps he helps on the edit he gives notes oh for sure his, he's a big part so um and the this poster designer did come up with the tagline and um they did uh the poster for um the Joaquin Phoenix hip hop movie I'm Still Here which is an awesome really really great poster if you haven't seen that
2: oh yeah i've seen
1: that movie
0: not as much but the poster is incredibly evocative (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah As like yeah
2: uh, phoenix with the beard yes and then we
0: also mentioned the first teaser trailer dropped in june of 2010 Uh, well the first theatrical trailer was july of 2010 which edited version of creep sung by a belgian choir (laughs) yeah uh it was one of the first ones to do that. Now it's way overused. It sucks.
2: Oh, I see. I Yeah, that is like, the, I feel like maybe it's because like, cause you don't see, I feel like you don't see them use choir super often, but whenever, like, it feels like so many, actually, they do use choirs a lot. I take it back and it does suck for the most part. But like anytime, like um, someone takes a rock song and then does like a shittier updated version of it, like yeah. just either play the original song or do something new. Get out of here. Boring. Yeah. yeah
0: no i want to hear the i just want to hear the original song now yeah
2: i don't need uh, to hear like a slow melancholy version of Foghat's slow ride fuck off <laughs> so that
0: summer you may have seen the trailer the social network on inception dinner <laughs> for schmucks salt easy a oh. <laughs> and the other guys how many of those did you see in the theater i saw inception dinner for schmucks and the other guys in the theater out of that nah,
2: man see i saw uh Dinner for Schmucks. I saw Inception, and then I made the poor choice. I saw Salt instead of uh, the other guy. Didn't see the other guys until you know it was on DVD. I regret it to this day. No, I
0: I saw Salt where you need to see Salt on Stars.
2: Yeah, Mm. keep it it
0: it. where it lives and breathes. Keep it on my Uh, damn French fries. That's what I say. Everybody was. The trailer was very talked about. This was going. This movie felt like it was a big deal. Each (laughs) time you saw the trailer to it. It had its world premiere at the New York Film Festival, September 24th, Mm.
1: 2010.
0: Uh, This was one of David Fincher's first kind of big film festival debuts. Uh, Zodiac had played Can, but um, this is kind of the mark of something different, that perhaps he's mature. He's, even more so than Benjamin Button, he has matured. He's making Ooh. a real, he's, he's making it all the president's men or, you know, something of that nature. Yeah, he's going uh, for the gold. Going, maybe. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, and it came out officially in U.S. theaters on October 1st of 2010. Mm-hmm. I imagine both of us separately in whatever town. I was in Seattle. I don't know where you were in. 2010, I was in Santa Fe. I was in Santa, Santa Fe, New Mexico, at college. Yeah, we were at our local AMC's.
2: Oh. I was, at, one, I was at a Regal. Oh, oh yeah. Okay.
0: I was at the Pacific Place in Seattle at the mall in downtown Seattle. I don't remember if that was an AMC or a Regal, one of the two. Cool. Um, yeah, same difference. As we mentioned, it had a budget of forty million dollars. The film made ninety-seven million in the U.S. and one hundred twenty-eight million other territories for a total of two hundred twenty-four point nine million. It's a hit
2: movie. Yeah. It's a hit movie. Big time. Big time. Especially for a movie of this uh, nature. Yeah. Um, No big big stars connected to it, really. On Timberlake, you know?
0: And it didn't hurt that it completely and utterly stuck the landing. All of the anticipation from the poster and the trailer and what you'd heard about it from the New York Film Festival. It turned out everyone liked this movie everyone yeah. like like it has a 96 on rotten tomatoes uh you know take that south ball
2: mm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> critical consensus reads: get out of here money train
0: impeccably scripted beautifully directed and filled with fine performances the social network is a riveting ambitious example of modern filmmaking at its finest Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: Yep. That's that's it. That's fine review. Um, Ebert gave it four stars and named it the best film of the year. Yeah. David Fincher's film has the rare quality of not being not only as smart as its brilliant hero, but in the same way, it is cocksure, impatient, cold, exciting, and instinctively perceptive. Peter Travers, of course, gave it four stars and declared it the film of the year. Yeah. Uh oh, I
2: just remembered the movie that this came out and went against. And now I'm getting a little angry. What's that? I think oh, I remember yeah, the we'll movie that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll close it out with, with uh, a bit yeah. of a discussion on this. Uh,
1: yes. The Harvard
0: the Harvard Crimson called it flawless and gave it five
1: stars. Ooh.
0: Like, did well did well in the Harvard campus. Um <laughs> you know, and it seems like most of the um There are people who, um, the issues that people seem to have were with the liberties it took with the um, subject matter.
2: Get out of here.
0: And then there are some assholes who are like, you got Harvard wrong. and It's not that bad.
2: (laughs) That's very silly. That's a funny thing to be mad about. You're kind of funny if you think that. That's funny. It's funny to Uh. me.
0: Absolute baby, man.
2: Yeah, it's so funny. That's silly. That's silly. You know Get out of here, is
0: there, man. And they're so fucking insecure. You have everything. You have everything. You have to Harvard. You've got this great job. You're some journalist.
2: Yeah, shut up. You're yeah, You're you're helping a war crimes or something. You're fine. You're yeah, f-
1: you're yeah. your,
0: lany- your lanyard's getting you into the eyes wide shut parties. Just
1: fine. <laughs> so. Uh
0: uh hit on DVD and Blu-ray January mm-hmm. 11th of 2011 yeah. fantastic edition oh yeah like top of the line in terms of features and commentaries and everything you'd want to know really yeah. rock solid the um the film it's basically it 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 remains to this day one of the top films of the modern era yeah. in terms of uh, reviews, influences, I mean, the Citizen Kane* for the internet age. Um, yeah. Quentin Tarantino called the film the best of the 2010s, singling out the script by Aaron Zorkin, whom he described as the greatest active dialogist. Wow. Um, when a bunch of uh, lists came out around 2020, it was you know right it top ten, if not top five movies of the last twenty years um it led to of course, Sorkin becoming attached to the Steve Jobs biopic, which um I actually really think is pretty terrific as well um I
2: like it too it's it's I think it doesn't uh land um. And part of it's because of its, uh, I re- a reason I respect. Like I do love its, uh, I do love its um, unique formatting. I like just too. like it's really yeah.
0: bold. Um, and I think the performances are all like it's a the it's a like a play because it's just those like five or six actors. In oh yeah, Kate, scenes. Kate Winslet's incredible. Kate I mean. Winslet, Seth Rogen brings it. Yeah. and Michael Fassmender's phenomenal.
2: Well, the roles he was born to play in
0: the second act. There's that scene where he's going at it with Jeff Daniels and it's pretty electrifying oh. them kind of like sparring God. with each other. It's pretty thrilling stuff. Daniels yeah. is great in that for sure. Yeah. yeah, And I mean like, you know, Danny Boyle's a more frenetic director. I mean mm. they wanted a full scale reunion. They wanted David Fincher to make Steve Jobs. They didn't want to pay him. Mm. Basically is how it went. Yeah. <laughs> And I think too um, you know, and Sorkin was quite cruelly claimed that the reason the movie failed was michael fassbender wasn't a star um do i think that christian bale looks more like steve jobs and yeah
2: yeah a little bit
0: uh do i think leonardo dicaprio is just more bankable
2: yeah yeah but
0: what are you trying to do here
2: who knows? Michael yeah. Jasper well, and also terrific, like that. Look like at Social Network. Like that didn't have you know they could have gotten freaking uh, whoever. That goes that goes back Jonah Hill. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked gotten as well. Jay
1: Hill. Yeah,
2: could yeah. <laughs> have gotten Michael, Sarah, and Jonah Hill. Then Superman yeah. too. Yeah, yeah wouldn't exactly. have worked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um.
0: So the, but regardless of any minor like, you know, criticisms or whatever, for the most part, this movie has become a modern classic. Yeah. And kind of stands tall as kind of even beyond David Fincher as just being like a really great, great movie. Yeah. In the same vein that like No Country for Old Men holds that standard in the Coen Brothers catalog (laughs) of many, many great films. But there's like something that puts this above and beyond. Everything fell into place in -hmm. this moment in time. Of course, that leads us to the Academy Awards. So, throughout the awards season, the social network swept pretty much every single Critics Award, both the social network, David Fincher, and Aaron Sorkin for his script nonstop. Oh, yeah. And hell, throw in the editor. Kurt Baxter and Angus <laughs> Walls editing and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's score.
2: Yeah, like non-stop. the accol- the accolades it receives has its own wikipedia page. That's how many it got.
0: Uh-huh. And um <laughs> not while not always winning, Jesse Eisenberg was nominated pretty much across the board for best actor. Uh, mm-hmm. non So, if you follow these things as we headed toward the 83rd Academy Awards, which took place February 27th of 2011. Something strange began to happen. People were writing articles like, "Oh, a lot of the voters are finding social media were kind of cold and unfeeling and unlikable." Ew,
2: unlikable.
0: Mm. Um, now, 2010 was a fun year of movies. Of course, we mentioned Inception. Mm. David O. Russell's The Fighter came out that year, which I liked. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan oh, came yeah. out that year. Joel and Ethan Cohen's True Grit came out that year. Um Danny Boyle's 127 Hours, which I really, really liked at the time, came out that year. I haven't seen oh, it recently. Yeah,
1: same. Yeah, same. The
0: Kids Are All Right, which was a fine movie. Yeah, out I like that, that movie. Toy Story Three. And go on the animation mm-hmm. side of things. Oh, yeah. Um, and then not as nominated, but movies like uh Derek St. Francis, Blue Valentine, mm-hmm. um, Deborah Granick's Winter's Bone Winter's Bone. Alejandro Gonzalez and a beautiful. Ooh. Um It's a sad one. That's a sad, that's for the sad boys. Uh the Australian film Animal Kingdom introduced all oh. of those Australian dudes.
2: Oh <laughs> Jackie Weaver, hello.
0: Um <laughs> and um Ben Affleck's the Town came out oh, that
2: yeah. year as well. So yeah, there was a lot of
0: um Oh, that year was also the year of Yorgos Lanthimos introduction with Dogtooth and Denny yeah. Villandu's Encendies came out that year as well. So there was like a lot of um, good movies
1: A big that came year. out that
0: year. Um, this was one of the first years, I think, yeah, I had seen every single nominee for Best Picture that year. Ooh. So earlier though, as the year progressed... <laughs> another movie begin Brr. to capture the hearts and minds a movie that is not bad yeah that's fair that's fair but it's so incredibly just fine
2: yeah it is pro- profoundly okay good enough
1: yeah. is it
0: the monumental Masterpiece that clicking on all cylinders, as we described, like the social network. Is it the mind bending, massive, thrilling inception? No. No. Is Is, is it it, even. is, Is it as funky and weird as Black Swan? No.
2: Yeah, or or is it as even as entertaining as a uh, a um and maybe I'll get some flack for this, but a, a decidedly lesser Cohen brothers film, True Grit. And I say that as someone but, who likes True Grit, but in terms of pure entertainments,
0: is it as entertaining as True Grit or The Fighter? No,
2: <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no. Of course, we are talking about Tom Hooper's The King's Speech, uh. in which, initially, um. It was very common narrative. It was Colin Firth's time to win Best Actor, and that's why our friend Jesse Eisenberg never had, yeah, a chance.
2: Well, it was because, like, uh, you know, the people thought he got snubbed for uh, a single man, like the year before, or maybe it was two years. I can't remember. Who knows? Who cares? But it's just, it's so.
0: We know how we know how this works though. We've we've been yeah. a, this ain't our first rodeo on this show when it comes to snubs and makeups. Um, <sighs> at the GGS
1: mm-hmm.
0: months before, which has always been considered a prognosticator of the Academy Awards, at least it used to be. Um, Social Network took picture, director, screenplay, score, but then things started to happen. And they're like, I actually think the King's Speech is going to take this thing. And we're and everybody I knew was like, that movie? Like, did you see The Social Network? <laughs> yeah, or any of the other movies nominated yeah. for Best Picture? That I, we just fully described. This was the year James mm-hmm. Franco and Anne Hathaway hosted the Oscars, too.
2: Oh, man, I remember watching that in my dorm room, my college. Uh, no, we had these, like, little, you know how, like, a lot of dorms have little, like, you know, Commonplace place area uh, yeah. common areas oh man it was rough that was a tough one I, felt, saw, bad so... I felt bad for Ann felt bad for this. rough <laughs> this drama queen's getting like railroaded by this stoner
0: who has no interest in anything really uh, <laughs> trainer level. yeah and you, you know as I as we got closer and I used to do a pool and stuff like that I was like yeah I'm gonna bet on the Kings Beach and everyone's like you gotta be kidding me no way Jose. Um, guess what Mm -hmm. King Speech won Best Picture and Best Director Uh, and Social Network took home you know a few took home three of those bad boys took home Best Adapted Screenplay for our friend Aaron Sorkin Best Film Editing for Angus Wallen, Jeff Kirk Baxter and Best Original Score for Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross Nominated for Best Sound Mixing, Ren Kleiss et al cinematography, Jeff Cronenweth, best actor, Jesse Eisenberg, best director, his second nomination for David Fincher, and best picture. Now, at the end of the day, this was one of the first years, folks, that I realized it doesn't matter. History will tell the story more so. Apparently, I heard a story the other day that um, after Selma got really snubbed at the awards, and David O'Leolo, who was really, really um, tremendous in that film oh yeah He was not nominated for best actor apparently one of the producers on the film brad pitt took him aside and said well 10 years ago i was in fight club and they tried to ban it and they said it was a detriment to society now it's a fucking classic so we just wait 10 years my friend <laughs> and yeah brad's right for sure king's speech is a forgotten movie for the most part while the social network is continued to be studied looked at and beloved today so Yeah. Who gives a who gives a damn?
2: Yeah, time time is the ultimate vindicator. Time wins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the, the hey. In the Moment Academy Awards on who we've talked about David Venture. Do you honestly think he's very good at campaigning and glad handing and schmoozing with these people?
2: No, no, no. no. Yeah, he's like think. Joaquin Phoenix or something. He ain't he ain't for that life. Yeah.
0: I did hear though that basically Christopher Nolan has been complaining. To anyone who will listen i'm so sick and tired of this shit about
2: this, <laughs> the schmoozing this year uh, it sucks yeah i bet it's like because like it just it starts earlier every year it feels like what exhausting
0: Let yeah this shouldn't be a competition anyway yeah. it's not social network one take a look at it folks it's worth it's worth a look if you haven't watched it recently it's um yep. i watched it and then dice patrick i'm like dude you're gonna love it. Lived up. We've seen it a million yeah? times each. You're gonna love it again. And I he texted me today. He's like, yep, it rules.
2: It's great. <laughs> this is good, it still rules. <laughs> I'm having fun. It's terrific.
0: It's top to bottom. It's incredibly special. It's yeah. um it's why you I think it's why if you're a fan of David Venture and you're a fan of his style, this is why you get up in the morning. It's great. So For sure. if you're though you're like if, if Richard Brody's listening, because I bet Richard Brody doesn't like it, mm. uh, tell us why. I'm not going to look yeah. up your article on the TheNewYorker.com because I don't have the article space, but um, yep. you know, forward it to I me, mean, I guess, Rich. Yeah, if you I feel guess
2: like I'll – maybe I'll download another browser so I can read another two articles or whatever. Ugh. Yeah, but anyway
0: <laughs> – Richard, check in with us at the Academy Cat. Yeah, Podcast please. We're
2: on Twitter at the Academy
0: Cat. Tell me why. Like some Joe Swanberg yeah. movie was better than the Social Network that year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Why did you like uh Silver Bullets more than fucking Social Network? I'm curious. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe I, Silver Bullets I, deserves I, another watch. Guess what's on my shelf right now?
0: I got Silver Bullets too, baby. Damn. Both Joe Swanbergs and the Stephen King, Stephen King Silver Bullets with Gary Busey. Oh.
2: Oh, my God. Bring it back to King. Check in with us. Let us know.
0: But I'm guessing most of y'all are like, yep, just kind of nodding your head. It's like all the people who downloaded the Zodiac episode. Yep, nodding your head. I got theories. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next week on the show, a little fun. We're going to do our top 10 movies of the year 2023. Uh, The Academy Award nominations come out the exact same. Actually, no, the Academy Award nominations are going to come out a week prior to mm. this uh, this top 10 list so maybe we'll have a couple nominees on our list maybe we won't i don't know we haven't seen everything we don't get paid for this we don't no, have we don't. a page we don't have a patreon and in all seriousness if you want us to have patreon definitely email us tell us yeah, that, that you'll pay to let us know about that we could use please. The, we could use the funding
2: yeah <laughs> give us a reason to do this I tell you what, your
0: $5 a month would help me get into a matinee show of poor things, which I've not seen. <laughs> so, 100%. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to be doing a top 10 of 2023 next year. Personal faves. We haven't seen them all, but we're going to list off some ones we like.
1: Yeah. My
0: list is pretty cool. I love all 10 of my movies that I have on my list. I've already got it done. Um, I, can, I I no idea what you're picking.
2: I don't know. I, I haven't. Uh, yeah. I did. Yeah. Cause I no longer rate all the movies from like best to worst anymore. Cause I, I realized very quickly, that's an insane thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah just it's a, yeah. So I need to, I gotta look at all the movies I've watched this year and make some tough choices. It's rough. Yeah. You know, just pick your faves. What moved you? Yeah. What did you like? What blew your mind, man?
0: And then week after that, we return to Antoine Fuqua, the equalizer himself with a double feature. A top night Last week we said we were only do one of them. We're doing two instead. No, no, no. We're, we're talking his Magnificent Seven remake with Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke. Did you know that Ethan Hawke's character name in the Magnificent Seven remake is Goodnight Robo Show, which that should get you pumped.
2: That's insane. <laughs> that's a great name. That's that's it's like a what a name. <laughs>
0: top top of the line name.
2: Yeah. If Absolutely. I met a guy named Good night. Like, I'm running. That guy's yeah. an assassin of some kind. Um,
0: that one's available to rent, and I believe it's on AMC+, but nobody has that. So oh, you're yeah. probably, listeners who are following along, you're renting it just like us. And yep. then we're going to be pairing it up with Ooh. Bobby McCall's second adventure. Yes. The Equalizer 2. <laughs> uh, currently on hulu that's where i took i've already watched it that's where i took a look at it and all i'm gonna tell you right now folks if this is gonna get you to listening to the episode i
2: loved it <laughs> yes the equalizer he's cooler <laughs> than john wick
0: he's cool yeah the the the, the people's john wick
2: yes, yes he's the working man's john wick you know it's so interesting
0: pedro Pascal calls him mac in Equalizer Two, and it has not been established that that was his nickname in Equalizer One. I'm like, so are you the only one who calls him Mac? Is that weird, or is just that you just can't, like I don't know? We'll talk about like it. a guy.
2: Yeah, are you just a guy who gives people nicknames? What's happening?
0: You know, that'll be such a funny character trait. Yeah, I give guys <laughs> nicknames even if they don't want them. Yeah. Um. So that's in two weeks, but mm-hmm. uh, boy, fun app great oh, film. Yeah. Always good stuff. It's, it's always good to revisit it one one as strong as this. So on that note, for Patrick, I'm Don. We will see you next week on the Academy Academy.
2: Don, you know what's better than uh, a million dollars? What's that? Uh a million and seven dollars. <laughs> oh dude, Patrick, um
0: check your check 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 out your Facebook updates right now. Oh, I, I unfriended your ass
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> This sucks <laughs> I,
0: I am Governor Cherry Brown I are a smile that never frowns. Soon I will be